So the song that you're going to hear from us is House of the Rising Sun, which is obviously a cover. Most people know it by the animals. Most people think the animals wrote it. It is actually a much older song. Um, the words that I have chosen to use in the song are from mostly from a version from a 1927 and a recording that was found way back in, you know, the phonogram type stuff. Um, it is poured my heart and soul into the song because I'm kind of obsessed with it. <laughs> and you can probably tell while listening to it. Um, it's also going to be our first music video.
Millennial Pagan Podcast, the podcast that's discussing issues and hot topics influencing the pagan world from a millennial perspective. We're your hosts, Autumn Wolf and Jara Stone, and we actually have a full house uh, in Woo. the studio with us today. We actually have three fifths of the band Far From Home. Uh, why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourself so everybody knows uh, who they're listening to? Oh, I get to go first. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, well, hi. My name is Tim Schaefer, also known as Papa Dill, also known as Beep Beep the Squeaker Gnome, also known as uh, Professor Merlin of Muggle Studies, also known as Hey, it's that guy that looks like a friend of mine. <laughs> yes. uh, okay, it's it's only an hour show. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hi, I'm Amy Schaefer. For some reason, I married that guy over there. Uh, I'm also known as Mama Pepper. And uh, Mad Mad Madamin. And I'm Stacia Kilpatrick, and I'm also known as Clove, or Our Clove, as they say. And yeah, that's me. Welcome. Thank you for coming in. So these guys are our second technical musical guests. You guys are part of a band with a couple other members called Far From Home, which if you're an Arizona native, you would have recognized them from the Renaissance Fair. Yeah, the Renaissance Fair. Um, That's that's our big thing every year is the Arizona Renaissance Fair. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's where Amy and I first met. And oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) So cute. (laughs) Um, <laughs> and yet he's the romantic between the two of us. It's true. Aww. It's true. When we go out to dinner, she has the uh, beef ribs, and I have a salad. And Breaking she stereotypes. Make a mess. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, like I have it. a magical mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that has so You're not wrong. <laughs> there was a part of me that just wanted to say giggity right there. <laughs> Sorry, it was 90% of you. Yeah, 90% of me wanted to say giggity. Yeah. So there's also another um, reason why we brought you on, not only because you're great musical guests, but because I have a, a you're pagan also. Right. And, yep. and third, um, you guys are in a relationship, all three of you together, and that is awesome sauce. Wait, we are? Yeah. Yeah. That's what they You've keep telling me. around for like the last two and a half years. I was at the coffee shop when this was decided. I've always been at the coffee shop. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's an inside joke between yeah. us. Sorry. Oh, okay. No, you're allowed. <laughs> when we don't remember um, something, we go, was I at the coffee shop? Yeah. <laughs> oh. So so I'm guessing the topic uh, for today's show is polyamory and other types of relationships. Yeah, exactly. Like it. So, um, in case our listeners don't know, polyamory, uh, as of like how the word began, is steeped in paganism. Uh, thank you, Morning Glory, for your terrible use of the English language. But yeah. it works, right? Mixing Greek and Latin, but you know it's fine. It's yeah, fine. she's fine. It's what fine. <laughs> we remember her as an awesome person. Yes. And a crazy person. 
<laughs> I read her memoirs. She was willing to be called crazy. So I, I love the whisper. And a crazy person. Uh-huh. In the best way. Right. So what do you guys want to start off with? So it's three pretty big topics. Well, you know, let's what, let's start what with What is your big question about like people ask us stuff all the time, so it's more of a what is your big question about yeah. polyamory? I guess myself is um, how what is the most important thing that you guys uh, would say keeps the relationship at its best? Communication. Communication. Yeah, that's, I think that, that's <laughs> a relationship. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yes. Honestly, and um, we've had lots of friends ask us mm-hmm. about being poly and um, how it all works, uh, you know, outside <laughs> of how it all works. Um, they, they say, well, I mean, how does it, how, how, how are you guys able to be in a poly relationship? And we always say, we, we talk to each other all the time about everything. Mm -hmm. Even when it's not happy. Like the other morning when I came in and sat at the bed and said, we've had a great, wonderful, happy morning. And now I have to be the bearer of bad news. Oh no. It was not fun. No. But we worked through our shit. Oh yeah. Okay. I remember now. I'm like, what? Was I at the coffee shop? (laughs) (laughs) But like every relationship, it's a, hey, this, is, this isn't this is working for me. Yes. How can we work together to figure it out? It's just yep. another voice in the, the choir. And really, it works in all, all arrangements of relationships. And even in monogamous relationships, I think people can learn just to communicate better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just communicate constantly. And, hey, this is what's going in my, on in my brain and what's going on in your brain. And how can this be better? Right. Well, and this even bleeds into... Um, dating outside of the triad we i mean we call ourselves the uh triforce otter pod um <laughs> because they're my significant otters mm-hmm. yep. yeah i know right yeah i was the one who, it's kind of gross yeah because i'm the romantic yeah. Yeah. yeah um but like when we when we go out on individual dates with other people it's it's not that you know i'm on my phone chatting with all these women all the time blah 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 and never telling them about anything it's me saying hey I might have a date with XYZ this week. Uh, we haven't worked out the details fully yet, and I'll I'll keep you in the loop. And yes, I will admit, I am the worst when it comes to that kind of stuff, because I put it in the calendar and forget to say things. Or you don't put it in the calendar. Or I don't put it in the calendar. And you forget to say things. <laughs> yes. it's, it is something that I'm working on, definitely. Google Calendar is your friend. It's true. It People think that being poly means it's easier because you can just go and have fun. Oh, no, because you have to pull out your calendars and mm-hmm. schedule things. Coordinate. And yeah. coordinate. And, like, there's the three of us raising kids. So it's not only just a, hey, who can be home with the kids uh-huh. so that we can go do something? I want to go out on a date with this person. Is there any going to be able to be home? And then doctor's appointments and mm-hmm. who has the car? Because we only have one car right now. And who Ooh. can drive who it's there and yeah. who works? And, yeah. yeah. It gets so, a little confusing. <laughs> so I, I know you just mentioned, you know, kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's one of the big things that I know some people might have questions about is, you know, whose who's mom, whose dad, what do you call the other? You know, what what how do you encompass children into the mix? Um, I want to start off by saying that there is no 100% definite way of being poly. It is what mm-hmm. works out best in your little group mm-hmm. right. with the communication that you have. But what works best in our group is Amy and I are the biological parent of um, Paige. Paige. And 
Um, I've got her, her son is my stepson, even though I've known him since he was like four. Um, so we are, if we want to put a name on anything, we are mom and dad. And then there's Stacia. And we don't care if Paige and Orion call Stacia by her name or by mom or whatever. I mean, it's whatever the kids are most comfortable with because Mm -hmm. it's all about consent and being comfortable in any situation. Nice. Recently, Paige has started calling Stacia my other mom. Yeah. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. really disgustingly cute. It is, yeah. She's like, my other mom. Like, that works. Yeah. Yeah. And we let her come to that herself. Or sometimes she'll say, my Stacia. Yeah. Yeah. I love the My Stacia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, while we've only been dating Stacia for two, almost three almost years, three years. Almost, three almost three years, yeah, three years this um, December. Stacia's been around since Paige was a little over a year old. No, less than. Less yeah. Than she was like, she was like nine months, months. No, five, five months, 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 nine months. I don't know. You remember summer. these things. <laughs> it was, yeah, cause it was, it was right before you lost Cadence. See, I think it, she had to have been a year, a little over a year cause Cadence would have been born when Paige was almost two. Yeah. Okay. So it was a little over a yeah. year. So, um, yeah. she's been around and we work together mm-hmm. and Paige would come into the office with me. So mm-hmm. Stacia has been around. So Paige has been around oh. Stacia that whole okay. time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as soon as we started talking about pseudo dating station it, it's convoluted yeah. of how we started dating station mm-hmm. too that's a whole nother <laughs> right. that's an hour long program <laughs> but right um there. yeah we we immediately started talking to orion about it mm-hmm. all as well mm-hmm. and he's almost 16 yeah. <laughs> mama had a moment yeah. mm-hmm. it's almost all right 16 and six foot th- Four. Yes. Your, oh, wow. your producer's having a moment too because he's known him for about yes. that long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so looks um, like, oh god, I'm old. <laughs> yeah. And interestingly enough, his father and wife um, are also pseudo in the poly pagan world too. So Orion kind of gets it from both sides. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he's. Pretty cool. Like even it. before we talked, like we were talking at the dinner table, he's like, "Yeah, I kind of figured." <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. So the conversation to them hasn't been uncomfortable, weird, or them no. scared no. or anything. It's the, always just been that this is the norm. Um, yeah. And you tell us what's going on in your head, and we'll mm-hmm. work with you. The only uncomfortable conversation that had that we had to have was with my father, mm-hmm. and uh, it was uh, about a year ago, a couple days ago, actually that. Or two years ago, two, two years, years ago, ago um, that there was the big, huge Saraha thing going on where mm-hmm. people were like, I'll send you in an honest message and you answer my questions or whatever, which was actually kind of fun for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I came out, you know, and repeatedly saying, I'm Polly, I'm pagan, I'm Polly, I'm pagan. And on one of my threads, he decided to throw a fit saying, you know, it's not right in the eyes of God and going super religious on everything. And, like, to the point where he started dragging my mom into the conversation. My mother, who came out to Arizona with my aunts, who are in a relationship together. Not my mom, but my aunts. Mm -hmm. um, And spent a lot of time with all of us at the house. And my mom loved Stacia from the moment. We hung out at the Renaissance Festival before I was in the group. And, like, we went out and saw them and hung out. And I'm forced 
fed her water because yep. she wasn't drinking enough water. She's <laughs> from Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> so um, he started bringing my mom into the conversation saying, well, your mother is sick to her stomach because of this. She's deleted Facebook off of her phone because of this. And I'm like, well, oh no, his biggest quote was, a man shall not serve two masters. And that was the the quote that broke my back. And I'm like, you realize that that was in the New Testament talking about how you can't be a servant to God and a servant to the Roman uh, pay, the, the Roman um, pantheon. Pantheon. Or, yeah. and, well, not mm-hmm. pantheon, but um, government. There government. We go. Government. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that, that's what that whole thing was about. You can't pull quotes out of context like that, Dad. Right. Um, personally, I, um, I just graduated a couple years ago from ASU at the age of 43. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, thank you. Yes. Um, I doubled in, uh, my major was in history and my minor was in religion because I've always felt that most religions, um, were basically the same thing once you peel the eggshell coloring off, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I've done a lot of studying and, uh, reading all of the different religious texts and everything. And so I know a little bit more about the historical context also with the history degree. Mm-hmm. And these two, their their eyes start glazing over like they are now <laughs> when I start going on my history rants because it happens. Well, here's, so, yes. you brought up a good question. Uh-huh. Are your others your masters? Is, is there ever a um, pull and take somebody's the boss and somebody's not? You know, that's, we all kind of share it. Yeah, I mean, so mostly when Tim is saying, I, I'm thinking about maybe dating this person, we give him advice. Yeah, no, oh. they, they also have veto power. But okay, oh, yeah, Ish. that makes sense. So the, in the poly world, there's the veto power where mm-hmm. you can say, I veto you dating this person. Station, I do not like using the absolute veto. Right. Um, there has been one person in particular that we said, we're worried. Yeah. And this right. is why we're worried about you. Yeah. She has the potential to go full on boiling the bunny in our stove. And I don't want that. Right. Um, so maybe think about it. And we're not necessarily opposed, but you attract crazy women and you want to fix the crazy women. So I do love the crazy. So we, we reference the Vicky Mendoza diagonal. From the, how I met your mother. From how I met yeah. your mother. Okay. Yeah. 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 And ooh, yeah. 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 Um, mm. Yep. Way, oh. way over. Oh, way so over. much that recently she just completely deleted all of us. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. That's good. Yay. But anyway. Hopefully it's not anybody I know. Oh, but I do know a couple I tend to attract yeah. the same type of people yeah. you do. Hey. <laughs> so, what? Um, but, it's but, true. But most of them, like, we've been really encouraged of. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same. And, uh, you know, like, I, I went encourage... on a date last week. I did. And, okay, so another word is compersion. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, when... You're when you feel happy that your partner is dating your partner. somebody else. So he's out on a date and he's like, I'm not going to be that long. And Station and I were like, I so want to ask him how it's going, but I don't want to interrupt him either. <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh. So as soon as he got home, we're like, so how was the date? It was worse than that. I came into a living room full of women because <laughs> we had some other friends over and they're all like, so how was the date? <laughs> And and it's I'm like, like you're um, the teen boy coming well, home to mom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. He has us pick out his clothes for him. It's adorable. Aww, Aww, no, that's useful. Aww, that's sweet. Yeah. So jealousy can't 
really be an equation in this. Oh, it totally is. is. Yeah, no, it's... But it's, it's, yeah. That's, that comes back to the, the conversation and communication. Mm-hmm. Um, Jealousy is not bad. Jealousy just means there's something that you need to come into contact with yourself and figure out what the root cause of it is and why. And then once you can start talking about it, you figure it out and you work your way through it. Um, to be honest, when everything started, it was Tim and Stacia started dating. And then and two days later. <laughs> jealousy was huge with me. Mm-hmm. And it's still, even when Stacia and I started dating, it still was months of working through things. Mm-hmm. And I realized that there was a lot of issues because when Tim and I first got together, we immediately said, we're going to be in an open relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, before we even got married, before anything, it was, we are going to be an open relationship. Yeah, and there wasn't really much conversation after that, just we're going to be open. And there was no... How? No how, mm-hmm. no rules. No real checking in yeah. with each other. And, like, things happened. Um, we went on the road, the two of us, started far from home, and went on the road. And we ended up having a third partner that we sang with in Kentucky, and... <laughs> Sang with in Kentucky as well. Um, and it was all really, really fun week. And then we got to sing about it on stage in the Dirty Pub Sing. So, you know, it was great. Um, but then while we were there in Kentucky performing, um, another guy became interested in me. And Tim's jealousy got huge. Mm-hmm. And we never talked about it. And so I just kind of stopped it. And it wasn't until years later coming back to Stacia that we started talking about it. I'm like, I feel like it's okay for you, Mm -hmm. but it's not as okay for me because we're not talking about the jealousy issue and you won't. So then we had sat down and had lots and lots of conversation. It took a lot. Right. And even recently we talked about stuff and we touched base with just the two of us, Mm -hmm. touched base with each other and how are we feeling? And yeah, it's a lot better now than... Because jealousy is totally a thing. Oh, yeah. And it can come up in the weirdest, weirdest thing. Well, and it could be, you know, just meeting somebody and then them coming up and kissing your partner on the neck. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that 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 was where the that jealousy guy. stemmed mm-hmm. from on that guy. And it was like, you don't, you don't, you don't just do that. You don't just walk up to someone <laughs> and kiss them on a very intimate spot. Um, or you do. Or you do. And <laughs> that was, that was one of the things that I had to work around. Um and uh, I, I, you know, I'm constantly telling these two, I'm like, hey, go, go talk to people, go meet guys or women or, That's you know. That's good for the extrovert to say. Yeah, it's great for the <laughs> extrovert to say because it's easy. Hey, How hey, you hey. doing? I've, I've gone out on date. <laughs> yes. Dates. Dates. I'm glad you yeah. added the S. I was yeah. about yeah. to get worried. That, yeah. That's a plural. There, yeah. 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 I mean, not and so then, much. And then, <laughs> then there was the one guy who just totally threw his shot. Yeah. Aww. Aww. Totally threw so his funny. shot at Comic-Con of all places. So, I was like, oh, honey, you just threw your shot. Bye. Yeah. yeah. Are you open from the get-go with your dates? Like, hey, this is where I am. Or do you let it slowly come out over time? Oh, uh, we're open. I, yeah. I pretty much only want to know that I'm dating people that are poly yeah. or at least interested in poly yeah. or okay with poly yeah, yeah i um, don't want to date somebody that is a mono too much can happen from that right and jealousy and not mm-hmm. talking things through i know there are groups online about people who are mono or their partner is mono mm-hmm. and they let them be poly because of whatever reasons 
Mm-hmm. And it works for them. But for me, like, I love the idea of what's called kitchen table poly. Mm-hmm. I want everybody to get to know everybody and be some level of companionship okay. friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't have to be the bestest buds as metas. And, you know, but this woman, wonderful woman that Tim recently went on a date with, like, I've had a lunch date with her. I've gone clubbing and run into her and we've hung out. Mm-hmm. Um and I really, really like her. And I'm like, that makes me happy because I appreciate who she is. And mm-hmm. I know that if we wanted to all hang out, we could. Right. And I love that aspect of having metas is somebody that I can have a friend as well. It doesn't have to be a best friend, but... Somebody at least that you it, can yeah. discuss It makes it with. easier. Yeah. yeah. And totally. she can feel comfortable to reach out to me. Hey, this is what's going on with Tim. Do you have any... You Insight. know, if I continue on, like, right. do you have any other suggestions that might help? Or I want to do the surprise for Tim. Like, it's we can weird. do stuff together, you know? Right. Like, Tim hates surprises. Yeah, Tim hates surprises. And we're really good at pulling <laughs> them off. Good, we can pull them off nice. on him. Yeah. Oh, like, when we surprised uh-huh. him at the Harry Potter party. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I had no clue they were coming to the uh, kids' party. I just, I looked up and there's the, you know, 20-foot-tall stepson walking towards me. And I'm like, did he come with somebody else? What's what's going on? And then then the rest of the family shuffled into the great hall. And I'm like, oh, they, those those jerks. Okay. And I, I, I saw them coming through the uh, coming through the yeah. maze. So, uh, so for a little, little backstory. Uh, so, I actually met Tim uh, at a Harry Potter birthday party yes. where he was merlin and i was actually just attending as hagrid and actually this uh this was when autumn and i went there together yes for the first yes. time and it's it wasn't till yeah yes. mm-hmm. yep. and it wasn't till a few months later actually at uh phoenix mm-hmm. comic con palooza yeah, yeah. whatever it was <laughs> whatever it is now that yeah. i walked into a panel that uh <laughs> that tim and and everybody was heading up that yeah. Um, was actually about Hagrid's, Hagrid's affection for monsters. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yes, ha- yes. yeah was, that was that was the throw-off panel that we had to do to appease the uh, great <laughs> machine that is Square Egg Entertainment. Yes. It was also like the second time we've done that panel. Yeah, but it was yeah. Fine. Basically, is care and feeding for magical creatures. We actually one of our band members and one of Amy's oldest friends. Well, I not really. I can't really say oldest because she's about the same age. So she's longest the running longest. friend. Longest yeah. friend. Yeah. Um, we have now known each other for. Over half our lives. Yeah. Nice. Um, she is a veterinarian in real life. Mm-hmm. So they, uh, we, we asked her, we were like, okay, so we want to do this care and feeding of magical creatures, but we need to do the Harry Potter spin to pull in some of these creatures. But what we want to do is pull in the real sciencey stuff of like Ooh. what could happen. So here's Fluffy, the three-headed dog. What is the thing you have to look out for that? And she's like, let's talk about distemper. And flipped <laughs> stomach syndrome and other Ooh, weird stuff. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. <laughs> but and and it was actually after yeah. this panel, I actually went up and uh, I was like, "Hey, you were you were Merlin at the party," and uh, actually Tim invited me to actually participate yep. in the next year's Harry Potter party. And because uh, you were kind of awesome, because yeah, because yeah, you know yeah. Th- those that know me and follow my cosplay stuff, you know, I essentially yeah. am you Hagrid. Yeah, I don't yeah. suck. <laughs> um, but, and we've been friends ever yep. since. Yep. 
Yeah. And then there's me who's living in a household of your older friend or longer running friends than, of course, me. And then they're like, yeah. oh, yeah, look, it's far from home. And I'm like, wait a minute. I know that guy. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I, I know your co-host. I'm like, I need you guys on the show. And then yeah. two years later, I'm like, I need you guys on the show. <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay. I'm like, no, like this weekend. Like, I need you on the show this weekend. So so speaking of the band, yes. I think we're going to go ahead and uh, take a short break. Agreed. Uh, listen to a song. Uh-huh. And uh, we'll be back. We're going to dive a little bit more. Yeah. Cool. Sounds great. So many years ago, a friend of mine um, was separated from his wife because of work. And uh, she was living here in Arizona. He was out in Texas. And he wrote this amazing seven stanza poem that... Um, he just he posted it on Facebook, and it was it was so touching and beautiful. I looked at it, and I was like, "That's that." There, there's I, I'm hearing music for that. So of course I, I I contacted him, and I was like, "Hey, bud, um, do you mind if I use your poem as one of my songs?" And he goes, "I would be honored. Um, just let me know if you ever record it." So it it took a little bit, but I worked out. I wrote everything from start to finish, except for the for the poem. I added one more line into the um, into the stanza. I think it was from sunrise to every sunrise is the only thing that I added. Um, and it has become one of the staples that we sing um, at all festivals. And so uh, here is, uh, simply put, Ivar's song. Stands there shaking and trembling, counting each bill in his hand. Worked so hard down at his job to buy that one special gold band. Takes her out someplace special. Only sees her in his life. He gets down on one knee and says with a prayer, Please will you be my only wife? And she will know that he loves her. The beauty comforts him and sleeps. She holds his breath the strength rests in her eyes and his life continues with her touch from sunrise to every sunrise with all that he is and all that he will be she will know that he loves her Times that they spent, the places they went, the wind blowing free in their hair. With damsels and dragons, with Vikings and flagons, memories and hearts to share. The friends far and near, with us or not here, separate them, no one would dare. Love in their eyes catches people passing by. 
makes them all stop and stare and say that she will know that he loves her. Her beauty comforts him in sleep. She holds his breath within her chest, strength pressing her eyes. And as life continues with her touch, sunrise to every sunrise and all that he is and all that he will be she will know that he loves her that he loves her oh, that he loves her Playing with my nipples. Oh, okay. Well, welcome back to Millennial Pagan Podcast, where we have three fifths of Far From Home playing with their nipples. You know, well, no, only one, one fifth, fifth was playing with yes. his nipples. Okay. Oh, all right. I wish this was a video cast. That would have been awesome. <laughs> Uh, support us that way we can go ahead and do video casts yeah. on patreon yeah. which you'll hear I about promise later stacia is actually dressed <laughs> yes everybody has something on their bottom and on their top we I did a video once where it was filmed just right that everybody thought stacia was naked yep. <laughs> i think you were even in this dress probably one of them that makes sense bloody moomoos yep Oh, That's such a good song now that we finished it. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, before we start talking about your music, I have one question for all of those of our listeners who are curious. Can you let us know some of the terminology that is used either in polyamory or in the polyamory community? So, so there's a difference yeah. between polyamory and polygamy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, polyamory is more the dating aspect amory being love and, and polygamy, many loves yes many loves and polygamy is the marriage and it has a negative connotation in this day and age mm-hmm. well it had a negative connotation in the 1700s which is why it was you know okay for you to shoot mormons in the 1700s 1800s True. 1800s yeah 1800s sorry yeah that was a thing in in uh, in uh, salt lake city mm-hmm. yeah yeah Technically, all it actually means is one man with many wives. Mm-hmm. Yes. I cannot remember off the top of my head right now what the one woman and many husbands is. Um, Polly and no. Pol- Androny. Yeah, Androny. Right? Yeah. And yeah. um, um, Estrazy. It's Androny and Estrazy. When you get into the um, uh, sociological aspects of primate societies, yeah. mm-hmm. you get into the Androny, which is. Um, the male yeah. and the estrony, which is the female-led groups, yep. but that's you know, that's a podcast Primates. for a different page. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, I know. I said um, metas earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, Those are your metamors. Your me- I love the term metamors. When I heard that term, I was like, that is, I want a metamor really bad, like so bad that Tim was dating a toxic woman, and I said, I want you to be my metamor, and she said, okay, and then she wasn't, and then yeah, it was really bad. Yeah. But anyways. Metamore is I'm not dating somebody that Tim is dating or Sasha's not dating somebody that Tim is dating, but we're friends. So we're, we're, we're somewhat related because we have this one person that we both love and care for mm-hmm. in common. Mm-hmm. 
So, um, and then, then we have to get into the styles of polyamory. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we have is we are a triad. We are an open triad, which mm-hmm. means um, the three of us are all on the same level. Uh, there is no one person higher no ranking. There's not a hierarchy. I mean, yes, I call Amy my wife because it's a legal thing. And Stacia is our girlfriend um, because, you know, legalities, really. That's it, And it's just labels. Um, but really and truly, when it comes down to it, I have two amazing women who look after my well-being and mental health and everything and you know it all works all the way around so that's the we that's are the triad at the triad as in yes station and i go out on dates tim and i go out on dates tim and station go out on dates then all three of us get to go yep. out on dates once in a while when we get a babysitter which is really nice <laughs> and then there is another style that is called the poly v formation i know it sounds well, wait, like before you go there oh, there's okay. the closed triad the closed well. triad which is only just the three of us we're doing no extracurricular dating. Yeah. But we're all open. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, extracurricular the dating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, then from... there's the V, which means there is one person in the middle. So we'll say, in, and we'll use us as examples. Um, at first, we were a V. Yes. Because I asked, I was married to Amy, and then I asked Stacia to be my girlfriend. So it was, I for was the... <laughs> yeah, for two days. I was the um, hinge of mm-hmm. the V. I was the point of the V. Um, and then, you know, then for, you know, though, then for another day, Amy and Stacia were the only d- person dating each other. I was your metamorph for two yes. days. Yay. Two days. <laughs> um, and with V's, it, it, like I said before, there's no right or wrong or hard, fast rules. And from there, about it can go anything. crazy. You can yeah. have W's and any other shape and form you can think of. Think, and see, I think the best way to describe it is chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a lot of people who say that uh, they don't like the term uh, polyamory. They use uh, re- relationship anarchy, which isn't necessarily what we do because no. mm-hmm. there's also a negative connotation on that. But then there's also well, what is called the polycule. Yes. There, within anarchy, there's also the opposite of the hierarchy. Yeah. And there's negative connotation for some on the hierarchy. Um Personally, I do believe in some anarchy, and the reason I do believe in that is because Tim and I are actually married, and we have kids that we have to worry about. Mm-hmm. Right? So if it's going to damage our relationship somehow, I have to worry about that and think about that. Right. Yeah. Um, and those that that practice anarchy tend to be the younger ones the who don't poly. have yep. the mm-hmm. solo polys who don't have the committed relationships. That they've been in for a long time. Like, Tim and I have been together for almost nine years. Yes. Ten, I don't, almost ten years. I don't know. Somewhere along those lines. We're um, at nine years right now. <laughs> we're dude. bad at math. Yes. <laughs> That's fine. So are we. History major. Um, mm-hmm. So so there's, there's many different ways you can all put it together. Then there's mm-hmm. the solo poly where, hey, yeah, I'm a poly person. I want to have multiple loves. But I don't have anybody that I am completely committed to like we Mm -hmm. are right now Mm -hmm. and there's also um a difference between being polyamorous and being a swinger Mm -hmm. um and that's a lot of the misconception is oh well you're poly that means you can go out and bone whoever the hell you want and that's not how polyamory is swingers it means basically you are uh you have multiple sex partners and you and depending upon your dynamic it could be 
that your main partner knows everything or your main partner doesn't care and doesn't know who you stick your dick in. The don't ask, don't tell. Yeah, the don't ask, Mm -hmm. don't tell. Which still happens in poly. Yes, it does. It does. Not as much. Um, So, yes, with swingers, it's more of a carnal a sexual component. Um, sexual component. Than the emotional component. Um, polyamory is definitely more emotional. And um, I There's when... also um, satellites. Um, <laughs> yes. We have a wonderful friend who a travels. Sister. Yes, we <laughs> yeah. call her sister. She travels the country, travels yes. all across, back and forth. So she has what she calls satellites. She's got a couple people that, when she is in that state, no matter what, she is going to be with them. Mm-hmm. She loves them dearly. Um, one she calls her wife, one, mm-hmm. you know, he, she loves this other guy as well. And she is constantly communicating. They do video chats with each other, no matter what state they're both in. But she has these satellite loves that if they happen to come in the same, cross you know, cross and... path, they're going to have a week together where they have really good relationship time. They still communicate with each other outside of time, but... It's more like, you know, your best friend that as you've grown up, you don't talk to quite as much. But when you do, when you actually get to go have tea or coffee or whatever, and you spend three hours just mm-hmm. catching up. And it's like you hadn't, even though you hadn't seen each other in a year or talked in months, you know, that's kind of a satellite type relationship. And I see how that works yeah. for some people. Yeah. That makes complete sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes and me there's no think of a relationship right, of my own. <laughs> no right or wrong way to do it. Yeah. yeah. Everybody yeah. has their own way to do poly. And there are many, many good resources. I, I guess if we had to put a second major rule on poly, it's consent. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, rule number one is communication. Rule number two would be consent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, especially with all of the craziness that's going on in the world nowadays with with the, the Me Too movement mm-hmm. and... Um, yeah, just yeah, everything. everything. All the negativity. Um, it's it's not that hard to. Sometimes it's very hard. No, uh, <laughs> it's not that hard to um, just say, "Hey, I want to go on a date with you. Is that cool with you?" And if the person says yes, great, you're on a date. If the person says no, I don't see you that way. Then it's like, all right, cool. Moving on. We're still gonna be friends. I've had many, many, many of my lady friends that I've had that weird conversation with and it's like ah, i just i don't really see you in a dating capacity i'm like all right cool it's not gonna change my relationship with you that we have right now i just you know was curious if you wanted to go get more than just drinks <laughs> oh, wow <laughs> yeah oh, that just came out that, of his that, mouth that was super smart hey well at least i'm not talking about shooting babies up women all right yeah i did that you're fixed Yes. Aww. So, so that is another aspect. No, that's a good thing. Yeah, no, because yeah, no uh, more kids. Super fertile Danish blood. Um, <laughs> the Vikings, we take over one uterus at a time. Um, <laughs> well, that's so true. <laughs> I spit out my water. At that <laughs> my uterus is afraid. <laughs> Don't worry. Snitched, Once so. again, I'm fixed. <laughs> so. No, you just told me that mine's super fertile. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> More than likely it is. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Get let's off talk, of that uncomfortable topic. Let's talk about <laughs> music instead of babies. <laughs> well, I mean... It is your baby, right? Yeah. Yes. That's yes. how you met. That's how, That's we, how met. we met. Oh. We were also on tour in Kentucky when... You made a baby? Tim yeah. woke up from a dream and said, I just had this dream. Oh, you're going to... Oh, tell me. I, I get to tell the, the story? Oh, awesome. Okay. So I woke up and I was like, dude, I just had this really weird fucking dream. 
And she's like, okay. And I said, well, I dreamt that I was sitting in this, uh, in this, you know, dining room area and I was holding this little baby girl with red hair and she was all swallowed up and being cutesy and everything. And I was bouncing her in my arm and I said, oh, you're just about the cutest little baby in the world. Because in my dreams, apparently, I talk like I'm from Kentucky. Um, that's my Indiana roots showing. Because basically anything south from Indianapolis is northern Kentucky. Um, <laughs> and the baby then looked up at me and said, well, actually, Dad. I mean, I'm being mansplained in my dream. By, by my daughter, own child. By my own child. Well, actually, Dad, my name is Paige Rose. And I'm going to come and live with you and Mommy as soon as, you know, I'm done being born. And I'm like, all right, that's weird Weird. um and then she goes now read to me from the newspaper and i'm like okay so i opened up the newspaper which i never do because newspapers um and so i started reading something and she goes no dad read to me from the classifieds and i flipped to the classifieds and i'm like uh puppies and kittens she's like no 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 dad read to me the weird stuff (laughs) and anybody who has met my child knows that yeah that that was yeah that's her so, so we anyway. finished off the wonderful Kentucky Festival. Mm-hmm. Cast um, party was awesome, by the way. Cast party was really good. <laughs> um, and then um, we drove all the way back to Arizona because my son, it was his birthday and he was getting ready to start mm-hmm. first grade yep. at that point. And we wanted to spend some time with him. So we drove back to be with him. I got uber sick driving back, like in the hospital Uber, Uber, oh, Uber no. sick. Yeah. While I was there, we found out I was pregnant. <laughs> so imagine this. I'm sitting in the waiting room uh, waiting for her to get done with her tests. Because, you know, with with any woman, you have to go take a pregnancy test and get an ultrasound done no matter what. I mean, you could have mm-hmm. stubbed your toe and been like, have you had a pregnancy test lately? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, I know this. <laughs> yeah. So she comes in and she sits down very calmly and she says. So I'm pregnant. And I looked at her and I went, huh. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> so we obviously knew that it was going to be Paige Rose. Yeah. Yeah. Because we remembered the weird ass dream yeah. after all of this. And we started doing the math and everything. And we we're like, holy shit. You were already pregnant when I had that dream. How fucking crazy is that, man? And as so. we just tell everybody, the Kentucky Festival has a really good cast party. Yep. Because <laughs> that's I when mean, the dates came out to be. <laughs> well, and really and truly, when 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 you're when you live in Arizona most of your life, yes. you don't get to see the beauty and the fireflies. majesty of fireflies. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know, or just seeing the rest of the country. I mean, sure, Arizona is a gorgeous, gorgeous state all mm. unto itself. But our country that we live in right now has got some just breathtaking views all the way across it. And it really kind of, you know, a little soapbox moment. It irritates me when all these kids are like, well, I'm going to Europe because Europe is awesome. Or I'm going to go hang out down in Mexico for spring break. And it's like, no, what is wrong with you? Go to like Ozarks, go to the Poconos, go take some moments and live in Seattle for like six weeks. You know, take some time to learn the country that we live in. Unless you don't like bridges. Shut up. (laughs) Bridges are evil. The funny part is my grandparents is, um, Honeymoon was the Poconos. So you're like the Poconos. I'm and like it's gorgeous. We went. To, I took Tim to the Grand Canyon for our anniversary. Our Mind honeymoon. blowing. I've camped in the Grand Canyon. <laughs> so it's a bar. Yeah. I, I keep telling him I need to take you to the North Rim because it's better. Because I need yeah. to see the giant squirrels. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
the gray squirrels. And they'll come uh, right up and sit on your shoulder it. and eat food out of your hands. Yeah, I love the gray squirrels. Because other there. than monkeys, squirrels are the greatest creature ever created or evolved, whatever you So when we were in Kentucky, mm-hmm. one of the big things that we did was we had um, Monday Night Mojito, Mojito and Music, music Madness. madness. Everybody had to bring something that started with the letter M, even was like mom's lasagna. Or M&M's. Yeah, Yeah. to share. And we would just have giant jam sessions. Mm -hmm. It's good times. We continued that when we came back to Arizona. We've been talking about doing it again, Mm -hmm. like once a month, because we kind of miss doing just music jam sessions with our friends. Because everybody keeps saying, we just want to jam out with you. And we're like... We should do that <laughs> So Let's pencil it in for 2020. Right? Um, one of the exciting things that we're doing is we're actually building a stage in our backyard. Yep. Ooh. Nice. Um, so we can actually start doing some fun stuff because when the weather is nice, even at as hot as it is right now, um, in the evenings, it's the way insane. our backyard is and the fact that we get irrigation, our backyard's not horrendous. Yeah. It's right. usually about 10, 5 to 10 degrees cooler mm-hmm. in, in the backyard. backyard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... We're like, even, you know, maybe not July, August, but the rest of the months we could probably have yeah. jam sessions and be able to do it outside. Um, so. And like speaking music wise, um, I know personally I've been um, singing since I was born. Mm. Uh, I pretty much came out into the world. I wasn't really crying. I was singing and entertaining people. I mean, I remember at three years old, my dad had a photo studio at that one at that point. And uh, he said, go uh, entertain these people. And I finish up the last set. And I had this stupid little cardboard puppet. And I walked out with um, a hanky and stuff. And I said, all right, sit down and be amazed as I astound you with magical tricks. <laughs> Three years old. <laughs> um, and, you know, I've always sang. So singing it, music is a very important part of my life. And um, when I'm looking for potential partners... They don't necessarily have to be a musician. It's always a bonus. Mm -hmm. Um, But they have to at least be able to appreciate music. Right. Because it is so important. I mean, in our household, we break into song every ten minutes. It's true. Sometimes we make up the words. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Usually. (laughs) Usually we make up the words. Uh, It's important enough for me that um, when I left my ex... Three days before my birthday, on my birthday, um, I uh, basically did a ritual for myself in what I wanted in The Perfect Man mm-hmm. and wrote down, and I didn't want like complete details of things, but right. I wanted some things. And the two top, thi- well, three top things mm-hmm. where I wanted a, like a big teddy bear. Check. That would sing to me. Check. And eat garlic and onions. Check. <laughs> and you Star manifested Wars. a well, Tim. Yeah, yes. Star Wars. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You manifested a Tim. She kind of did. Like Across so the much that it was that was December and I met him in February. Yeah. Bam. Wow. And yeah. I was already with someone. Yeah. Well, I mean, when we first met, I wasn't You were with Krista when we first really? met. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was at the coffee shop. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because that's where you were with Krista. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. Oh, awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Um, so between the three of us with all of our different musical abilities, um, we can say we've probably got about a hundred years worth of musical experience mm-hmm. in one way or another. Sometime. We really should. Um, cause Not I know, now. no, I know I've been, um, singing since I was a wee tot and I didn't start getting into these instruments until shortly before Amy and I met. Um, whereas Amy 
I'm the weakling when it comes to singing and voice stuff. Um, I've been playing instruments since fourth grade. I play the string family, so violin, viola, cello. We recently got an upright bass, yeah. so I'm going to be learning that woo, one. Woo. Um, I play some piano. I've done some flute. I've done guitar. I am definitely a jack of all trades when mm-hmm. it comes to instruments. I'm a I love music. She can pick it up and within five minutes have it figured out. It's kind of nice. ridiculous. But I you're did. also doing something... With that, as far as education, right? Yes. Okay. My 40th birthday present to myself was to go back to school as a, um, a composition and theory major. Oof. Um, awesome. So I am working on that really hard right now. And mm-hmm. she's rocking it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, you are. I actually so much in so. a composition class this coming up semester, and I'm starting to stress a little about it. Oh. Um, but my mm. first piece is I'm going to finish one piece that um, I wrote for Cadence. I know we talked about her a little bit earlier. Um, she was a child we lost at 24 weeks after Paige. Oh. Um, she's here. And She's pointing at her so chest. This is the, you can't really you can't see it. See it's, it. A it's a tattoo. tattoo of a bird with a, uh, a melody that I wrote for Cadence mm-hmm. based off of her name. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so like I've been working C, on it. A, D for the notes, then back to A. And then, what was it, E natural? Yes. I don't know. E. C natural. C natural for the N. And then yeah. C. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, yeah. Um, so I wrote the melody and now I've actually started working on it for my composition class to actually pull into a whole tune. Um, so that's going to be my first official tune that I'm nervous about, but. And even though she hasn't tooted her own horn that much because it's quote, not official yet, according to her. It's um, not, I haven't signed a contract. She has been scouted out by the, um, Arizona yes. Girl Choir has asked her to be the uh, music theory teacher yes. Yes. for the youngins, which so, they're so still working out Paige the details. Paige went to their music camp and then stayed and auditioned to be part of the girls' choir. Mm-hmm. And then I got an email of, hey, I don't, we don't remember what she auditioned and how she did. Can she come back in and audition? Sure, I guess. Mm-hmm. So they took her in and then they basically, like, Cornered you. Cornered me, because there we had just discussed I'll tell your motive. Yeah, yes. I'll tell you your motive. Hey, will you be our theory teacher? And they pulled out all their theory books and took me to the theory room, and we had whole conversations. And then they said, and not only that, but Paige made the intermediate choir. She's probably going to be the youngest one in there. Awesome. Thanks. And she's yeah. going to be a great little leader in there. Yeah. <laughs> she's eight. <laughs> yeah, the youngest, other, the next oldest one is 10. So, yeah. They're about 10 in the yeah. other. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that'll be interesting to see how that goes. <laughs> I feel bad for Orion because he's the one with the least musical ability mm-hmm. in our family. But he's a really good drummer. And good Lord, he's got bass that can rival Avi from the Pentatonics. Seriously. Yeah. 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 Because, yeah, like, we, we have phone apps that can, you know, tell you what Where pitch and everything is. it is. And he was, like, hitting A0. Which is about and as low just, as you like, can get. And he'll just like bust it out when he's talking. You're like, where did that come from? Suddenly, <laughs> <laughs> adult. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, when he answers his phone, I'm like, yep, that's my son. Okay. <laughs> Hello. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then my music, getting back to the music. Ability, yes, getting back to the music. Because I'm gonna talk now. Okay. Um, so. <laughs> I feel bad because in my last conversation with friends, I literally told somebody's partner, how about you let them talk? <laughs> and they just looked at me and they were like, oh, I haven't let them. Sorry. I'm, I'm the quiet one really of is. the group. She's mm-hmm. the introvert. I really am. And I'm She's the Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. 
of the two Ravenclaws. So yeah. <laughs> Patcher, Patcher, Raven, Raven. Um, so my musical ability, I started singing in choir in um, school in Massachusetts in the fourth grade, and then in um, the Catholic Church, which I'm recovering from. We understand here. Yeah. Yes. There's three of us yeah. over here on this yeah. side of the. Um, my Timothy. Keep it in. We will cover your mouth. <laughs> Yours too. <laughs> it's my podcast. <laughs> anyway, go ahead, please. Um, Catholic and then, Church. And then I started taking piano lessons from my soon-to-be stepfather. Um, that was an experience when my mom got married to him and having your stepfather be your piano teacher. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm a little traumatized, but. Congratulations. I'm sorry. He was an amazing, mu- or is an amazing musician because he is still living. I, I don't speak to him any longer, <laughs> but it's, it's a good thing. Oh, okay. He's, yeah. uh, is he still here in the valley? He is. Because we looked him up, didn't we? He lives in Chandler. Yeah. Yeah. Because we don't Facebook stalk at all. No, not at all. <laughs> I keep tabs on him. Um, so I play a little piano. I played flute for a little while. Um, now in the band, I play what I call the ching chingies. That's the technical <laughs> term. Yes. Ching chingies, yes. Okay. Um, I had a wristlet made with bells on them. So rhythm instruments. Mm-hmm. Um, I am the high soprano of the group. Like uber high. Uber high. Yeah. Um, so how Orion is super bass, Paige is super high soprano, yeah. and her and Stacia go back and forth between to see who can get the highest. Yeah, the little oh. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we say that in a loving way. Yeah, well, hey, she just randomly hit F sharp seven just yeah. just to sing a note. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, we're like, wow. Okay. When she got her tonsils out, her voice got a little deeper, so. Uh, yeah, she's not yeah. as much of She's a bitch. probably going to be a bit more of an alto like mm. me, but with one hell of a range. Yes. Mm. She's going to have more of a range than um, I am. Yes. So, yeah, we uh, obviously, uh, we mentioned earlier that we met at the Renaissance Fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I had done some traveling, and I came back here for a different lady. Um, and Oh, and Tim is teaching me auto harp. I am. I am oh, teaching her the auto harp. I also play the penny whistle. Guitar, um, I played guitar, viola a little bit. Um, I play the rubber chicken pretty good. Yes, yeah, he does. I, I taught her the yeah. rubber chicken. You didn't no. bring the rubber chicken. I was I hoping for that bandmate. No, no, I taught Sorry, you. we didn't bring leftovers. Yeah, we did not. Because, you know, he's probably on another drunken binge. Because that's he what rubber chicken is. The leftovers would talk more than him. It's true. And leftovers is also totally the diva. Yes. yes. This is why there's only two songs that we let leftovers sing with true. us. Um, generally only the one. So... Um, but anyway, uh, we were doing two separate musical entities at the Arizona Renaissance Festival, um, what, 13 years ago? Uh, Something like that. Forever ago. Yeah, forever ago. Um, and it came down to... Mine was the Greek mythology of the Pierides, the Seven Sisters... That were turned into birds. Not the Pleiades. Not the Pleiades, the Purities. Um, They're bird mythology. So we had ginormous feather eyelashes, which were amazing. And we kind of had this Greek theme in how we dressed. And uh, my boys and I, we were the fools of Fairhaven. 
because we were all in our in our motley outfits and uh, you know not only were we the fools of Fairhaven but we were one of the few openly pagan groups at Renaissance Fair and we actually discussed um, the origins and the beliefs of what fools were back in the Renaissance um, which was pretty awesome but then uh, I looked at Amy at one point and I was like ah, let's just go make music together now and we and did. And then at one point, we still had our two different groups. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we would smash all of us on stage at the same time. So imagine, if you will, the most color in the world all thrown together in a cacophony of sound and magic. And nobody people. was in drag. No. 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 But there was do. so much color on so that much stage. Color. It was insane. Wow. I know there's yeah. pictures of it because... They were always scheduled right after we were, mm-hmm. and so we got to where we would actually do two songs together as the groups. As kind they of came a, in as one of ours, leaving. and we left as during one of theirs. Yeah, um, pretty awesome. It was it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun doing that, and then we split up our groups and said, "Bye, bitches." <laughs> We're going and doing our own thing. <laughs> Which you know, most of the people um, who were a part of our groups, um, they're now on to do their own style of music and mm. everything. They're they're looking into, um, you know, how they can be an entertainer again without being in a group, which is awesome. Or, you yeah. know, having their own music groups like our buddy Hodge, who yeah. does a group called Within Sound. Because we're far from home and they're within sound. Yeah. <laughs> that's hers to keep. She, she keeps can... playing with it. And it's driving her crazy. Okay. What? I just wanted you to know that that's yeah, hers. She, she can keeps, do what she, she wants. She keeps fiddling with it. And oh. it's... Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. I, yeah, I'm swimming so... a little... Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, so then my my next question yes. about Far From Home is yes. what is happening with Far From Home now? Um, oh, my goodness. So we are currently in a building phase right now and working on um, different uh, musical numbers that we've been kicking around with for a while. So most recently we were up at Medieval Mayhem. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which is a fantastic little festival up in Pine Top Lakeside. Mm-hmm. Usually either the first or second full weekend of July. Um, which is also where Ivar's song comes from. So The people who own that yes. festival. Mm-hmm. I, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, I know who you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would have been up there. I really wish I would have gone. Yeah, so well, we, you, know, we wrote... you know the entertainment director, I'm just saying. Okay. I'm pointing at myself <laughs> for those of you who can't see. <laughs> we wrote our first... Written Holy down adult show, adult yep. show, nice for up mm-hmm. there, and which was pretty it. spectacular. Yeah, so we're starting to rehearse that more. So our our big goal is when I am done with my AA, is um, we want to go on the road for a little while yeah. and travel. So we're in the stages of actually writing shows. So that's part of the reason we're building a stage in our backyard is to rehearse those shows. Because nice. normally what we yep. do is we kind of just have a book in yeah, front of us we and play feel music all the day. crowd and we say, what do we want to play? What is What sounds good? Mm-hmm. Yeah, feel the um, crowd, see what they like. And also our next big engagement is coming up on November 2nd. A little thing that people around Valley might know. It's called Pagan Pride Day, I think. Phoenix. Phoenix, Phoenix Pagan, Pagan Pride, Pride yeah, Day. Yeah. 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 So we might be talking with the organizer of that again. Yeah. Um, very soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, if our yeah, listeners don't know about that. Running you, around. Yeah. You haven't been strolling listening. Musicians. Yeah. Strolling musicians, playing our <laughs> tunes everywhere. We and unfortunately will not be there the whole day. No. Because we also have another event that night. Which is our Far From Home 
after, after Halloween party that this is, we've been doing for many years now. And it's, it's like open to all five. of our fans. Yes. All of our yeah. fans that live in the valley are yeah. welcome to come. Or anyone out of state if you really want to travel. I mean, yeah. we've got we've yeah. got a couch. Right. <laughs> we'll be sharing that on our Facebook page. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I think we're going to take a short break. Okay. We'll be back with Far From Home and we'll start talking about Peg and Stiff. Woohoo! Jira, have you ever wondered if our Patreon supporters are truly getting great benefits for their money? Of course you do, because I've asked it at the end of every episode. Oh, that's true. Well, if you, dear listener, are wondering if you should support Millennial Pagan Podcast through Patreon, I think we should tell you why. Well, at the $1 mark, of course, you get a personalized thank you right here on the show. Right at the very end of the show, actually. Mm Mm-hmm. And at the $5 mark, not only do you get those thank yous at the end of the show, but you also have access to a 30-minute mini-sode every month. And one of our exclusive buttons and stickers. Sent directly to your home or address that you provide to me. Yeah. Yeah. And why are those mini-sodes so awesome? Well, I think because we answer a lot of uh, interesting questions that we may not have time for during one of these shows. Yeah, and it's just us yammering on being silly. And, of course, you know, we have a lot of more bloopers that we get to show you at the end. Also, in the near future, Patreon supporters, we will have more exclusive content, and you'll also be the first to know of any changes that happen to Millennial Pagan Podcast. So if you aren't a Patreon supporter yet, why don't you go ahead and think about it and join up so you can get all these great benefits. See you next time. All right, we are back after some uh, some talk there with music and all that, and we had uh, the conversation with Polyamory. Uh, usually, we you know we start off the uh, the show talking about you know you're like you're you're coming a witch story, you're breaking out of the broom closet, whatever you want to call it. Um, but we we want to talk you know of course millennial pagan podcast. We want to talk about. The pagan side of things. Yeah, we kind of swapped it around. We're going to put it at the very end. Um, you guys can talk as much or as little as you want about your current practice, but I know you guys practice all together. You know, it's funny because we're kind of Jack Pagan. And what is Jack Pagan? We also have called it Weekend Paganers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we... Definitely do something for Sabbaths. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on what's going on in our lives, we try to do something for the Espits. Um, I'm probably the um, high priestess of our little household oh, heaven. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. Um, I'm the one that generally comes up with whatever we're doing mm-hmm. ritual-wise, whatever yeah. we need to do, um, and decide where it's going to happen. Because we have a couple places in our house. Backyard. Yeah, yeah. Um, but on a whole, we're kind of horrible about taking, you know, the big, huge, like, ritual vaths and having everything ready and get, you know, I'll do that in solitary practice, but not necessarily when we're all together. So you're saying mm-hmm. that we're kind of kaputs with the mixvas and all that stuff? <laughs> Just wondering here. Yes, dear. All right. Yes, dear. Um, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Life with this man. Oh, um, you love it. Oh, yes, I do. Yay. Um, I love how sincere that was. Yeah. Sorry for interrupting, but I love how okay. sincere that was. It is. Uh, my coming, coming out of, out the, of broom the broom closet, closet That's story, by the way. I like that. Um, started in high school. Um, I was one of those born-again Christian crazy types. Um, Thank you for went coming through a to lot of shit growing up with 
parents and step-parents and stepfathers and stepfathers other men that my other men that my mother had dated and all sorts of craziness um so for a time, I was one of those crazy born-again Christians to mm-hmm. find structure mm-hmm. in my life. And then I hit high school and started doing more stuff and started learning some more things religion-wise, um, really getting into mythologies that I always knew that I loved mythology, but like I had libraries that were right there and... Yeah, so I started studying and getting into it more by the time I was in high school. Do you have current gods or goddesses that you work with? <laughs> um, I am. We're, we're all individuals, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I have moved around through a couple different pantheons. Mm-hmm. Um, Greek gods are where I tend to go back to. Mm-hmm. Um, Irish gods are definitely a thing for me. Um, I've been researching more into the Norse because of Tim. Um, but like my mainstay is Hestia. I'm also a kitchen witch. Mm -hmm. I'm the one that'll look at you and I'll go in the kitchen and go, okay, you need this. Give Mm -hmm. you what you need food wise. Mm -hmm. Um, I watch people walk and can tell you like, you need to do this. Um, so that's kind of my She's really bossy. She is. <laughs> I live with a kitchen witch like that. Yeah. I'm not just a Sagittarius. I'm like uber She's Sagittarius. Like Sagittarius yeah. to the max. Yeah. yeah. My rising moon and sun signs are all Sagittarius. Oh, oh goodness. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. I thought it was bad when I was a triple air sign. Yeah. 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 Mm. I'm very Sagittarius. Oh, now I get it. Yeah. Okay. That dub. Never stops. I. So I, I dabbled. Um, for a while, I got to know some druids and got kind of heavily into druidism for a while, um, to the point of, I was saving up money to actually go to Stonehenge mm-hmm. and participate in stuff at Stonehenge. Um, but life happens, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like it does. Um, and went back to my roots, went back to Greek stuff, and then... Um, like a year after Orion was born, started getting into pagan chats online and met some good friends. Mm-hmm. And um, because of them, I got more heavily and I actually started circling with them and we had a grove and um, did a lot more with them. And it's still very near and dear to my heart. They're still very good friends. They saved me. Pretty much they saved me when... My ex decided that we were done. Um, he left me with nothing, literally nothing. Um, and mm-hmm. so I couch surfed for a while in their house. <laughs> and so they gave me a place to live, you mm-hmm. know. And so they helped out with a lot of things. And so they're very near and dear people to my heart. Yeah, most people go to uh, jail or bars to find Jesus. But Amy went to a friend's house and found Hestia. So, you know, it all works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then my sisters gave me coffee, so my vice is now coffee. I hate <laughs> yeah, coffee, and I still coffee. drink it. And it does nothing for you. No, oh, it doesn't. I love coffee, and it does life for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine, I was in middle school, um, and I got more into 
definitely the astrology, um, numerology, then tarot, and just kind of delved into that, going to the library, finding all the books I could, and reading because our uh, telephone got shut off that summer because we were broke. Mm. Like, books, cool. <laughs> and my mom was like, books, cool. And she didn't <laughs> care what I read. Stephen King and... Silver Raven. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so, yeah, numerology has always um, spoken to me. And I found some really cool people online that I'm still friends with. And... Yeah, that's just kind of what what draws and crystals and um, just very intuitive and what speaks to me more. Mm -hmm. There's no real rhyme or reason to what I do. Um, <laughs> Other than what works. Yeah. 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 I mean, Amy is definitely order Stacia's kind of chaos. Yeah. When it mm -hmm. comes to that, I was raised from birth in the Christian household. Mm -hmm. um, and I always, uh, especially starting in junior high and high school, I was asking, well, why do we believe these things? And nine times out of ten, I got the answer, because it's in the Bible, or because God said so, or mm -hmm. because this is what we believe. Why are you questioning it? Your faith must not be that great if you're questioning it. And Satan is working his way into your heart, and that never sat with me. And I'm like, no, there has to be, there has to be a logical reason for all of these things, all of these beliefs. I mean, why, why specifically were these ten commandments the tenets of which three major religions were based on? Mm -hmm. And I never got those answers, so right. I started reading, uh, discovering things on myself and about myself. And um, my aunt Alma, whom is one of my dear, 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 dear friends, and I love her to death. Um, she was the first one to break out of the Christian family and start saying, well, you know, witchcraft's not all that bad. It's just you're taking a look at the same stuff we do in church just differently in a more natural setting, in a mm -hmm. more, uh, in a more um, even flowing way, you know. So instead of saying a prayer, our Father who art in heaven, blah, 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 we're singing a chant to ask for these things to come to us. So my realization was after my first marriage dissolved horribly. Um, well, actually, no, it was after the second marriage dissolved that I really came to the main. Yes, I've been married twice to crazy short women with big boobs. Um, yeah, it was a thing. Um, and I came down to realize that most religions are pretty much the same thing. And the way the reason why I say that is because um, the first tenant of most religions is do no harm. Mm -hmm. You know, be, don't don't be a dick according to Whedon's law. Um, and that's usually uh, I mean the Christians they say do unto others as you would do unto yourself, you know, from the King James version. Um, but that still comes down to do no harm. You know, and it, it got a little bit deeper for me to realize that it wasn't just treating others the same way. It's also treating myself in a way that is not harming me. Um, and then I started seeing other uh, people of the uh, different um, faiths in the pagan world saying 
basically the same thing. You know, don't don't hurt it, anybody. Period. Um, the second one is if you have a deity that you believe in, then you should fully believe in that specific deity or that pantheon. Uh, pay them the homage and listen to what they're saying to you on an individual level. So um, those are the, the main two things for most religions. And um, like I was joking around earlier saying, you know, you take the coloring off of the Easter egg, no matter what the Easter egg looks like, it's still going to be an egg on the inside. And, mm-hmm. and you're still going to eat it because eggs are delicious. Unless mm. you have a sulfur allergy. That's true. I'm so sorry. No, I'm good. Oh, okay, cool. No, they're, they're a staple of my <laughs> yeah. diet because yeah. I'm ovo-acto. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Eggs are amazing. But anyway, um, getting away from food, back to pagan stuff. Uh, personally... That is witchcraft. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And, uh, you know, I went to culinary school so that I could woo yeah. women and it works. Cool. Um, yeah. Um, but anyway... I, I started to talk with my aunt who started the tarot readings and I'm like, wow, that, that, that deck you have is just really amazing. It really speaks to me. And she goes, well, why don't you try it? It was the dragon tarot that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure that most pagans are familiar with because it's just gorgeously drawn and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, I still have a copy of it, you know, and I've got that and I've got um, oracle decks like the Brian Froud's fairies, uh, which is gorgeously drawn. Um, yeah, those yeah. are well. Actually, really, it's the gummy bear tarot that are the cosmic clue by fours because <laughs> you flip it out and it's like, oh, I haven't been doing that. I'm so sorry. Don't eat me gummies. Um, <laughs> oh, gummy bear tarot is aggressive. Yeah, very, yeah. very. Only that it's also X-rated, so it's a very interesting. Deck. Oh no, that was a, that's not the X-rated one. The X-rated one is the Decemeron. Yes, that one is super yes, X-rated. X-rated. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Um, yeah, I guess you could say that me getting into the pagan world was through oracles and divinations and tarot, um, which, you know, of course, and in, in anybody in an Abrahamic faith knows that those are just evil and bad. And cool. And super awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, and pretty. And uh-huh. being a pagan, I have been, you know, asking, why do you do this particular practice? And I'm getting honest to God answers. Mm-hmm. You know, we do this practice because X, Y, and Z. Well, that makes sense. Thank you for telling me that. And sometimes X, Y, and Z is it makes me feel better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a better person. Um, So, you know, raising a child, not going to church. And I feel kind of bad because we have some very, very good friends of ours who are Mormon. And she's gone to church with them, uh, with their kids. And she's like, who's Jesus? And I'm like, I fail as a historian. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but we're teaching her basically ethics, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I saw somebody, um, posting on Facebook, the difference between morality and ethics. Morality is something that you learn by going to a God church, but ethics is logical, you know, and, uh, I'm, I fully agree with that. I, I fully believe that. And, but you can mesh together morality and ethics, depending mm-hmm. upon whom you believe in and who you, um, uh, practice to. Personally, I'm more into the tricksters because there's always amazing lessons that uh, you can learn and that I have learned and I will continue to learn from the tricksters, whether it's, you know, Loki or Coyote or uh, whatever name you want to put on the particular trickster deity. They're all, yeah, they're all there. And you are a trickster. I am a trickster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's how I that's how I talk to people. You know, I'm an entertainer. Mm hmm. 
So you're not you're not a Gemini, are you? No, God, no. Okay. I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a Gemini entertainer. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's difficult for entertainers. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I have nothing against Gemini's. My mom's a Gemini, yeah. and she's fantastic, and she's this dear, sweet old grandmother who plays the piano and organ at church. And then she likes to go out and hang out at Renaissance fairs and look at men in kilts and race cars. So <laughs> she also played piano for a burlesque troupe. She did play uh, a piano, and yes. then she found out that they were taking off clothes, and she's like, "I can't do that. That's just improper." <laughs> <laughs> Her duality, her duplicity and intrigues. Yes. yes. Yeah. Well, and um, she's definitely uh, in that generation of family. Uh, she is definitely one of the ones who is more open to um, not Christian things. Not that she would ever turn her back on her own personal faith. And I don't want her to because mm. that is that is the rock solid foundation that all of us kids base our lives on still to this day um it was mom's faith it wasn't necessarily the lessons and you know singing the songs and tithing and all of that it was well i believe that this is going to happen i will pray for it which you know we still quote unquote pray with our circles and chants mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. whatnot um but it was it was the belief and i and, and i think really that's where i lie on the the pagan spectrum. I mean, Amy's got the kitchen witchery. Stacia's got the divinations and chaos, and I've got the faith. Mm-hmm. Um, in our in our polycule, our main um, saying is, "We'll figure it out." It's what we do. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we're going to get that emblazoned in Russian or something, mm-hmm. and a family crest with like a sheep and a rabbit and, and Cesare Borgia. Cesare Borgia, yes. Borgia. Who everybody calls Jesus, um, you know the 1940s Mormon picture <laughs> yeah. that everybody, yeah, you know yeah. this picture, the white cat, yeah, the white yeah, cat, it's actually based off of Chesare Borgia, yeah, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, that's a whole nother story right there. Yeah, that's like yeah. another hour long program yeah, about I'm, I'm sure. the trickeries of Cheshire. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. Anyway. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much yes. for sharing so much and teaching us. All that you did and yeah. all the amazing personal stories. We hope that you'll come back again. Um, we're going to, of course, play their last song. Uh, so uh, this song, Go Home, William, uh, is what we referred to it originally. Um, we originally wrote it as another closing it end of the day at Ren Fair song. Uh, because our director out there was tired of doing the mermaid every year and she wanted something new and originally original. So we wrote this song because at the time our king is his name was his character's name was William. So it was the bar patrons saying, William, the queen is coming and she is a horrible, horrible person and she will burn this place down if you don't leave right now. So that's how it originally started. And um, then for longevity's sake, we changed it to being about William Shakespeare uh, because we no longer have a King William at AZRF. Um, And so, as they say, the rest is history. Town was drinking at the Rose and Crown pubs in Grey Hyde. There's spirits up plenty and awful fine grub down by Old London Way. When all of a sudden came a mighty big roar, sing Way Hyde. 
Twas his life saying, William, don't go drinking no more Down by old London Bay Go home, William, go home Go home! Don't leave your wife alone Why not? Oh, she's gracious and pretty And also quite pretty Go home, William, go home Go home! The barkeep said, William, go home to your wife Sing way, hi If you don't leave now, I will fear for my life Down by old London Way from his tankard of ale Sing way, hi-dee-hey If your wife comes a knock in my heart it will fail Down by old London Way Go home, William, go home Go home! Don't leave your wife alone Why not? Oh, she's gracious and witty and also quite pretty Go home, William, go home Go home! Up spoke the actors with perfect pentameters Sing way, hi-dee-hey you better leave now or there'll be a calamiter Down by old London Way Where everyone knows a wrath of true love Sing way, hi-dee-hey She's a cast iron queen in a white velvet glove Down by old London Way Go home, William, go home Go home! Don't leave your wife alone Why not? Oh, she's gracious and witty and also quite pretty Go home, William, go home Go home! Cheer up now, my lord, and don't look so glum. Sing way, hi For tomorrow's a new day for drinking good rum. Down by old London Way, the bar stood up and addressed the crowd. Sing way, hi A question for the ages, he spoke it out loud. Down by old London Way. To stay or not to stay? That is the question, whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of a really pissed-off wife, or to take arms with my drunken brothers and drink once more. Hi, there's the rub. Ooh, ooh, that's a, that's a good that's a good rub on the steak. I, can I have some steak over here? Oh, a kidney pie, something. I'm a bit peckish. I need some go food. Home, and, go, go, go home, don't leave your wife alone. Oh, she's gracious and witty and might rip the city. She's armed with a cannon and mad as a dragon. She really does mean it. Anybody want a peanut? The fuse now she's lighting. There's no use in fighting. Go home, William, go home. Raising the children oh in a God. pagan household, the rule is... Um, oh, only human. human. Which Paige told to yeah. Orion at the lovely age of three. Only, yeah. only human, Bubba. Only human. Only human. Because oh we, we were having a conversation with Orion conversation. about we don't care, yeah, male, I was, female, uh, you know, whatever. He was saying, I was like, you know, talking about, you know, do you have any girls at school that he's like, you like? And he's like, no, no, not really. And I'm like, I mean, it could be a guy. I don't really care. And Paige pipes up with, yeah, Bubba, only human. Only human at, 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 three. at three. So that became our motto, only human. And then we had to add in the stipulation of consenting Such. age. Yes. yes. So, and of age. Of age. And then we had to add in, because, you know, people inevitably <laughs> ask, what, what about, about aliens? aliens? We'll come to that when we get across that bridge when we come to it. As long as the body parts align, I don't care. We'll find out in age. September. Right? <laughs> Days before Orion turned 16. Yes. Okay. 
Sorry. So this, so this time we want to thank our newest Patreon supporter, Michael. Thank yes. you, Michael. Woo-hoo. Thank you for your support. Yes, you can find Millennial Pagan Podcast on Facebook, Patreon, Twitter, Instagram. Jara, where can they find you to bug you? Uh, of course, on Instagram at Haggard underscore Haggard underscore Cosplay. Twitter at uh, Jara Stone. And uh, you're also going to be seeing something really cool popping up. Something I just did at Game On Expo coming up on my. Uh, instagram feed to link you somewhere else it's gonna be awesome underscore underscore and you guys where can they find you to follow listen hang out and chat with far from home uh the biggest place is on facebook um we we, letter r R, far from home far from home and that it can actually find us at dot com twitter instagram yeah i think facebook is far from home and friends nope we changed it we changed it oh cool so it's We Letter R Far From Home, whatever platform you want to try to find us on. Uh, the we're only also... one that doesn't quite work yet is YouTube because we just got that started and we need 100 fans to actually change it to that. So hey, yeah, like, follow, a, follow, follow us on YouTube. And as we say at uh, the Renaissance Fair, follow us on YouTube Facebram. Yep. I like that. I'm going to use that. Yeah. Go free to be that. used. Yeah. I mean, I might charge you like a hug every three or four months for royalties. I'm okay with that. All right, cool. cool. I like those royalties. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you can find me Autumn Wolf on Facebook, page, um, Twitter, and that Instagram for Millennial Pig Podcast is my Instagram, pretty much. And you can also find me on WordPress at um, IronWolfCircle.com or IronWolf slash WordPress. However, that works. That's how you find me. Just just search WordPress Autumn Wolf. You can actually just do. Uh, uh, Iron Wolf Circle, and it pops up. Because I had to find my own link earlier. Wait, can I do the Iron Wolf Circle? Now you're making it sound naughty. <laughs> <laughs> but from all of us here at Millennial Pagan Podcast, and our dear friends from far from home, Merry Meet. Merry Part. And, and Merry Meet, meet Again. again.